Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh My dear viewers and listeners This is your brother Evan Shak Welcome to the Evan Shak Podcast Episode 2 And today we are going to be talking about my experiences That I had with a witch That nearly led me off the path to God Almighty And uh, I'm also going to give you some interesting facts And some uh questions that you could question and search to those who are in the position of practicing magic so before i go into the topic i just want to say that this is very sensitive to those who might feel offended or uh, very sensitive towards this subject and i urge that you try to keep control of your emotions and just have a listen to the very end so that it may benefit you in the long run and uh, so we're going to begin so first of all before i speak about my experiences and how i encountered this so-called witch etc let's just begin by defining what does magic mean because magic nowadays is used in many different ways oh that coke that coke bottle was so magical we all know in reality coke does not perform any kind of sorcery or witchcraft it's just a drink so it could be used as a describing word. But we need to understand the context behind the word magic in the discussion that I am going to be talking about uh, in this episode. So it's very important to realize the context here. So we're going to look at the Oxford Dictionary, which is the most reliable and most authentic. And we're going to see the definition of magic. So what does magic mean? Magic literally means the power of apparently influencing events by the use of mysterious or supernatural forces so suddenly as if by magic the doors start to open so as you can see what that means uh, by if you use common sense and rationality doors are opening by itself through the use of magic similar words uh, that fit in the same category as magic is sorcery witchcraft wizardry necromancy, enchantment, spellworking, and incantations. So all of these are similar and in correlation with the word magic. Um, and so, uh, so when I'm what I'm talking about is the power of influencing events by the use of mysterious or mis uh, supernatural forces. This is what I mean when I say magic. So people using spells or enchanting words to try and summon their so-called deities or so-called uh, supernatural uh, forces to do their work for them whether it's evil or whatever their intention is behind it so moving on um, by the way if you want to know a uh, a detailed discussion on magic uh, which I've previously done on an app called Stereo, if you go onto my username, Ibn underscore Shat, you can find it there at the very bottom uh, by a, a brother called Dawood, uh, Dawood Ahmadi. So I've done a chat on the discussion of magic already on there in detail and depth, so you can find out more about it and be more aware of this. So please go check that out uh, as, it, as it will not be discussed on this episode as I already previously discussed it before. Jazakallah, okay. So moving on, um, so we're going to talk about my experiences and how we can 
um, avoid this. So, as you know, I've done a episode on this on the previous platform, but I would like to touch upon this topic again to make people aware of this. Um, so, how did I uh, come across a witch? Well, as you know, I was in town and I was looking for incense sticks, and uh, the the nearest shop that was that was open that sold them was a shop called Zen. I had no idea about it being a witchcraft shop, but uh, I went in the shop and I was looking for incense sticks. And at the time, I wasn't even religious. Um, I was just, you know, I was in the stage of agnosticism. Um, still in my college phase and uh, I was just looking for uh, some nice smelling fragrances for my room incense sticks so that's what incense sticks are you light them up and the smoke comes out and the fragrance is the smoke so it makes the room smell nice Um, and so I was looking for some and I asked the lady do you sell them and she goes yeah and she pointed it to the direction of the shop where they sell them they had different ones some were cheap some were kind of reasonably priced and some were a bit expensive so I was looking at the reasonably priced ones and the ones that had a bargain price and I was like wow that's pretty cool anyways uh, as I was browsing through the shop I could see that the shop was selling uh, other items uh, which were very surprising because I didn't know at the time that it was a black magic witchcraft shop I just thought it was a normal shop where they sell like body salts, fragrances, incense sticks and uh, anything to do with cleaning and hygiene etc but then the more I browsed through the shop the more sinister the items looked for instance I saw a book that said how to read your future or how to um, do this or do that and there were books about fortune telling. There were cards there that sold tarots. Uh, tarots are like cards that predict what your fate is going to be. And so I instantly knew that there's something wrong going on here. Anyways, I tried to brush it to the side. And I went up to the lady because I wanted to buy some instant sticks and get the hell out of there. Uh, because I don't like being in weird environments. So I spoke to her and I asked her, what is that sound in the background? It's quite interesting. It's got like a nice sound. Something that you just can't shake off your chest because it's very interesting. By the way, again, a disclaimer, I wasn't religious at the time. I was kind of like searching for the truth, but I still had some kind of uh, shahiliya inside. Um, some kind of ignorance. And uh, so I asked her, what is the music? Because I tried to slam it and it wasn't there. And she told me it was witchcraft, uh, witch house. And witch house is basically a genre that enables witches to uh, enchant spells in house music. So it's, I was like, wow, it's very interesting. She told me that the they do this so that witches can have the opportunity to also be in the music industry. So um, it, it was actually thinking about it now it's very scary and uh very sinister hideous oblivious because the music industry is meant to be innocent looking right but then you have witches you have devil worshippers you have pagans you have wiccans you have people who worship god knows what on there 
entering the industry and promoting their content through it and that could deviate a person who is religious onto the wrong path into a destructive nature of worshipping the uh, demon idol or whatever so uh, coming back uh, to it I uh, I looked more into what she was saying about witch house music and I found it very very oblivious very scary and alhamdulillah you know I just stopped I didn't even look into it more further I knew what it was and I stopped looking at it and I knew from common sense and from rationality that witchcraft is only going to get someone killed because if you look at all the horror films people who practice black magic or magic or whatever form of magic there is they end up dying from the ghost or demon that is in the film so if you look at the film Ouija board the film Ouija the person who messes about with the Ouija board trying to uh, call out the dead friend or dead person they end up having a so-called uh, demon in reality it's a jinn we call it jinn but in the west they call it demon or ghost but uh, it's actually the jinn the unseen uh, jinn but uh, moving back um, I'll be using the word uh, demon or ghost to the, the audiences who are from the west so they understand what I am trying to say but from my point of view, I see it as the jinn. So as you, as you know, uh, the, the demon or ghost will attach themselves to the person who is using the Ouija board. So they're opening up some kind of um, dimension as these westerners and astrologists and uh, people who study these fields would say and claim. That if you use a Ouija board, you're opening up spirits to come into your dimension. Now that's itself is mind blowing because we know in Islam, we believe that there is an unseen. We believe that there is a another creation that Allah has made that we cannot see, but they are there, and they, we call it the jinns. And the jinn are Um, an intelligent spirit of lower rank from the angels able to appear in human animal form and to possess humans so this again is according to the Oxford Dictionary so uh, also the, the jinn uh, if you look in if you look in the uh, the Quran it says that uh, you should not fear the jinn because jinns uh, fear humans particularly people with stronger faith in Allah uh, it was related that the um, oh yeah and uh, before I move on to a quote I'm just going to mention this from the Quran uh, Allah says it's only the Satan that suggested to you that the fear of his supporters helpers be you not afraid of him, but be afraid of me if you are indeed believers. Surah Al-Imran 175 Also, according to Umar and Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Uh, said that 
that uh, that jinns were frightened uh, of them. Um, Ibn Abi al Dunya related that Mujahid said that while I was praying one night, somebody from amongst the jinn resembling a boy stood in front of me, and when I tried to grab him, he jumped over the wall, and I heard the noise of his fall. Then he never approached me again. Then he said, "They, the jinns, fear you as you fear them." But they fear you more than you fear them. If someone is approached by one of the jinn, who should not fear him, otherwise they will pounce on him. But if he confronts them, they will flee. So, subhanAllah, it just shows that you should not fear the unseen. You should not fear the jinn. Because if you fear them, then they will attach themselves to you, maybe pounce you, as it says. And also... It says in uh, Surah Al-Jinn, 72, 1-5, Say, O Muhammad, it has been revealed to me that a group of jinns listened to this Quran. They said, Verily, we have heard a wonderful recital. It guides to the right path, and we believe therein, and we shall never join in worship anything with our Lord. And exalted be the majesty of our Lord. He has taken neither a wife nor a son. And that the foolish among us used to utter against Allah that which was wrong and not right. And verily we thought that men and jinns would not utter a lie against Allah. So it's very clear that the Quran confirms that the jinns exist. And that jinns exist and they're real. And from what I've said so far, they can pounce on you. If you fear them, but if you are not, if you don't fear them and you have strong faith, they will flee away when you confront them. So do not be scared of a jinn. Do not be scared of an unseen, and also do not dwell or participate in any of these uh, items, such as the Ouija board or tarot cards or uh, some kind of uh, meditation, because then the jinn will come and try to attach itself. Unto you because these things are what? Entries for the jinn to possess you. So stay away from uh, these things. Also, just by looking at these uh, Western horror films, uh, it even shows you that these jinns do possess people through these things. So even the West and the people in the West agree as well that the jinn can possess people through these things. So it's best to stay away from them. Uh, coming back, so uh, as I was saying, you know, I looked more into the witch house than I realized that uh, it's actually a path to darkness. So I stayed away from it, alhamdulillah. And uh, I looked more into Islam. I looked into the concept of jinn. Because what do jinns have to do with us in this life? Because Allah has created man and he's created jinn to worship him. And so after looking into the concept of jinn, I looked into the concept of tawheed. You know, uh, what is bidah, what is shirk. Because bidah means innovation and every innovation is bad. Which will misguide people and any uh, misguidance will lead people to the hellfire. So, uh, 
Um, and yeah, so uh, also if you look at Imam Ashafi, he said that a bidder is anything that has no basis in the Quran, Sunnah, or any of the saints of companion. Ibn al Jawzi says that a bidder is any form of worship that does not exist at the time of Prophet وسلم, and his companions. Then later it was innovated or it was created. Any form of concept that is bidder was basically uh, invented into Islam and not from the Quran and Sunnah. Um, Ibn Rajab says that bidder is a form of worship which has no basis in the Sharia. Which would run its legislation. So uh, it's very clear, you know, that bidder is bad because it means anything that has been invented into Islam is bidder. Um, anything that's not from the Quran or Sunnah and people claim it's from the Quran or from Islam, that is basically bidder. Um, <clears throat> and so you need to be careful of uh, falling into bidder. And shirk, and these are the kind of things I looked into, and then I looked more into the concept of believing in one God, believing in the angels, uh, believing in the existence existence of Shaitan, um, and Alhamdulillah, you know, it it put me closer to the path of Allah, and made my faith more strong in Allah, because if the devil exists, so does God; if the jinns exist, so do angels. So, uh, if a demons exist, so do angels. So it's very clear. Um, and uh, here's a quote from uh, from the Quran uh, to those who practice magic. Uh, the Shaitan says that you cannot blame him for your actions because on the day of judgment, uh, he will say, according to Quran fourteen twenty two, he will say. I had no authority over you except that I invited you and you responded to me so do not blame me but yourselves. So those who sell themselves to the devil, who sold their souls to them through uh, a ritual to gain wealth or to gain prosperity or whatever. This is what Shaitan is saying. He's saying that you uh, fell for my delusions. I didn't make you do it but you did it yourself. But don't blame me, blame yourselves. It's very clear that he is just deceiving you. Also, it says in the Quran 35-6 that Shaitan is your enemy. Surely Shaitan is an enemy to you, so take him as an enemy. Treat him as an enemy. He only he invites his followers that they may become the dwellers of the blazing fire. So again, anyone who follows Shaitan and takes him as an ally will only end up burning in the hellfire because that is what Shaitan eventually is going to do. Um, and uh, anyone who practices magic, witchcraft, is committing a crime to Allah. And essentially all you're doing is pleasing Shaitan. And you're displeasing God Almighty. So you can see how this is linked or together that anyone who practices magic is obviously doesn't uh, believe in God. They believe in the devil.
um, and uh, and for those who you know don't know anything about Islam, please have a look, research, and uh, read the Quran. And see if it touches your heart because if it touches your heart then you might become closer to God Almighty, closer to the reality, to the truth, closer to the path to paradise and not the blazing fire. So I'm just going to... uh, just break it down a little bit more and give a little bit of an advice to the witches or people who practice uh, witchcraft and hopefully this will benefit you and make you stay away from this so before I begin I just want to say A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim I seek refuge in Allah against the accursed devil So I'm calling out to those people who practice black magic, white magic Whichever magic you practice And to tell you to uh, Seek repentance to God Almighty because you see, you know, as a believer, I'm not obligated to ask you to do anything. Because already, by default, you're a person who follows the devil. Because you do magic, and magic is considered a sin. And people who commit sins are only pleasing the devil. So I already see you by default, a follower of the devil. However, if you truly repent, and you truly are sincere, and you're made public repentance with humility and you leave your past behind for the sake of finding the truth and salvation then i would say come and research the truth come and look into the concepts of abrahamic faith the monophysic faith come and look into islam what does islam mean islam simply means submitting to the will of god almighty if you believe in one god and you let go of your desires, your ego, doubts, and submit to him, then that makes you a Muslim. We believe everything in this world, including the animals, trees, plants, and the unseen, has a purpose in life. For example, I have a pair of socks. What are they used for? They are used for putting on my feet to keep my feet warm and protected. Allah has given us eyebrows so that they can sweat, uh, so that the sweat don't travel onto our eyes. Allah has given us a nose so we can find, uh, so we can smell air and food. Allah has given us a mouth so we can speak and eat. These are some things which have a purpose designed uniquely from God Almighty. You must be thinking, so what is our purpose in this life? What are we put on this earth for? Our purpose is actually quite simple and easy to do. We are here to worship God. And to do the good deeds for his sake. So your purpose is to worship the one true God. The higher power. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Who has carved us from the beauty of the stars. 
in the sky from the dust, the beauty of trees that has flown across the wind, made from the earth and its roots confirms. God Almighty, he is so majestic that your heart is a divine sign from him. The way your heart beats Allah every three seconds should be sufficient enough for you to realize your heart beats for Allah. He calls out to him, Allah. So why am I telling you this? I am calling out to you because we believe that magic is one of the three top major sins in Islam. It is also my duty as a Muslim to convey the truth to those who have not had the truth reached to them yet. So it's not too late to step around and become a Muslim. As you should know, a sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. An example of this can be hurting an innocent human being, stealing someone's wealth or property, or using vulgar language. When you become a Muslim, God Almighty forgives all your sins and you become a newborn person with a fresh clean start to life. O oh, you who believe, follow not the footsteps of Shaitan. Whoever follows the footsteps of Shaitan, then verily he commands a commit uh, a commitment to indecency, for instance, illegal intercourse, and disbelief and polytheism to do evil and wicked deeds, to speak or to do what is forbidden in Islam. So, had it not been for the grace of Allah and His mercy on you, not one of you would have ever been pure from sins. But Allah purifies, guides to Islam, whom He was, and Allah is the All-Hearer, All-Knower. So what is the three major sins in Islam? The top three major sins in Islam are shirk, committing a murder and black magic. What's shirk? Shirk is when you believe in things that are other than God. Sometimes you might hurt an innocent animal for something you idolize in order to get a wish to meet its end or you seek solace in something other than the creator in order to get your end goal. This is known as shirk which is a sin in Islam. Murdering an innocent living being is considered the second biggest major sin a human can ever commit. This is because murder is a crime not only upon humanity but in the eyes of the higher power, the one who created you. It is an immoral act of injustice which also is vital to stay away from sins. Magic also is nothing but a trick, a deception. That shaitan, uh, deception from shaitan, and shaitan is an avowed enemy to humanity. So how can any of his tricks be good or beneficial to people? In reality, that cannot happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O mankind, verily the promise of Allah is true. So let not this present life deceive you, and let not the chief deceiver shaitan deceive you about Allah. Surely shaitan is an enemy to you, so take him as an enemy. He only invites his followers that they may become the dwellers of the blazing fire. As magic is forbidden in Islam, you should sincerely repent and make sincere intentions to God Almighty and ask him to forgive you for your sins. Repent sincerely and do not carry out these activities you do 
Otherwise, you will not be saved from the hellfire. So, my dear listeners and viewers, I hope that this message has come across to you with evidence and logical reasoning and rationale. I hope that the messages I provided has made sense to you. And if not, please do your research before you come to any conclusion. I hope that my experiences have given you an eye-opener. And I would also like to clarify and say that, yes, I had come across a witch and she almost led me away from Islam. And Alhamdulillah, after looking more into Islam, I became closer to God Almighty. And that was one step further into my submission to God Almighty, which made me become a Muslim, Alhamdulillah. So, please, my uh, brothers and sisters, also, Ramadan is coming. And the month of Ramadan is about increasing your good deeds. So please utilize the time in Ramadan to increase your goodness so that Allah will be pleased with you. In the next episode, inshallah, I will come up with something interesting for you to benefit from. So please stay tuned and listen to my next episode and I shall see you there. Thank you for listening. This is your brother Ibn Shaq signing out from the Ibn Shaq podcast episode 2. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.